You are now entering the vortex. You are asked to yield all prior knowledge, previous experiences, and precedented biases, for they have no home within the cosmos of the vortex. The vortex will challenge you, push you to your most extreme capabilities, and tap into potential you never knew existed. In this vortex, you are no longer molded or influenced by societal norms. You now have an unfiltered voice, with or without an identity. The vortex is forever, continuously expanding its contradrome, for there is no escape. I accept my place in the vortex. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your host, EC. Um, I did want to bring to you a, um, I guess a special broadcast, but I, I wanted to focus on the aspect of justice. Um, with everything going on today, um, in the recent few few days, actually, um, we've seen two um, shootings happen within 40 hours of each other. Um, it just really made me think about what justice is and how elusive it can be um and just relative it can be for every individual um if you're really not familiar with justice or i guess the means or even just the conversation surrounding it um that's totally okay um hopefully i'm able to shed some light or intellect or even just have you form your own opinions um based on this podcast so here we go So I want to focus on the aspect of justice. Um, justice in itself is a very complex issue. Um, I'm going to try to open up a few doors for you guys. Um, just so if you don't really have a firm idea of what justice is, or if you haven't even really thought about it, um, I kind of want to just ha- give you some type of intellect, some type of understanding, and hopefully you can form your own opinions on justice. Um, but I really do think this is worth talking about because of the relative aspect of justice, how one person's perceived justice may not be the next person's perceived justice, how one person may, you know, not agree with another line of thinking and the repercussions for those actions. Um, I'm being very vague here purposely just because I want to get more into this later. But um, over the past few days, there have been two shootings going on. Um, One happening in Ohio um, at a bar and the other happening in Texas at a Walmart. My thoughts and prayers go out to everyone involved in this, on these incidences. Um, but I really do want to zero in on the shooting in Texas, just because I know a little bit more about that. And it kind of just fits, um, this subject matter very closely. So the shooter in Texas, um, he went to a Walmart and he opened fire on um, many people, um, killing 20. Um, It's very interesting to see the background of this shooter. Um, It has been found that the shooter actually had a published online um, anti-Mexican manifesto in which he detailed his hatred for um, Mexicans as a whole. Um, and going to Texas, knowing that Texas is on the border, um, or very close to it, I should say, um, he really went out to kill, um, as many Mexicans as he could, just because he had his anti, uh, anti-hate ideology. Um, 
I'm not gonna go too far on the aspect of guns and gun violence. Um, I'm sure you have your own perceptions of what guns should be legal, what guns should not be legal, and that's a whole different argument. I kind of do want to just focus on the aspect of justice in itself. So going back to uh, the shooter's manifesto, um, if you're not familiar with the manifesto, a manifesto is um, it's a loose definition of the manifesto is um, a set of thoughts, beliefs, and an overall ideology of a specific thing. Um, this could be used for a political gain. It could be um, just your outlook on a certain aspect of life or whatever it may be. Um, overall, it is one's uh, thought process or ideology of um, a specific subject. So in this subject, he um, detailed his hate for Mexicans, as I stated before. Um, and something else I found very interesting was the social media of the shooter. Um, so I already talked about the manifesto, but the second thing I actually found was he had a picture um, of multiple assault rifles um, and it and spelled out the name Trump. Now, it's easy to point fingers and say, you know, Trump did this, Trump fuels hate. And while I may agree or disagree with you, um, that I don't really think that's the single problem here. I feel like the problem is um, justice in itself. So I want to make it clear that I'm not um, trying to justify the actions of these shooters, nor am I trying to downplay the seriousness of these tragedies. Um, I'm just simply trying to better understand the motive and more so the repercussions for actions and how justice and ethics could not really exist unilaterally. So, for one, I feel that the shooter in the Walmart case, as I mentioned before, having a detailed manifesto about your hate of Mexicans, um, it, it's, it's obviously not ethically or morally, for that matter, um, acceptable, but are morals and ethics something that should govern us? And I guess it's up to you to decide. And I'm sure um, right away when I said that, a lot of you were, you know, yes, it should it should govern us. People should be naturally good and inherently good um, to other people. And again, while I may agree with you, um, there are different things to talk about because not everyone sees and takes in things uh, the same way. So going back to my point about the manifesto, I feel that having a detailed ideology about your hate for a specific group, um, while it may not be the most ethically or morally um, beneficial thing, I feel that having a sound argument or having a logical reason for committing these acts of violence, it should be looked at as some form of justice. Now, before, before you feel that I'm jumping to the rescue um, of the shooter, I'm simply trying to better understand why his form of justice was incorrect. So in this manifesto, um, the shooter kind of 
highlights the aspect of being anti-Mexican. Um, stating that Mexicans are the cause for so many wrongdoings in society, um, which is outright racist, um, prejudice, if you will. And a lot, of, a lot of them that obviously personally I just don't agree with, but just because I don't agree with it does not mean that this shooter does not feel that his actions were just. So the overarching question is, why is justice so elusive? Why is justice relative to the individual? And how can we get everyone on the same page of what justice is so that all the American people can stand behind this firm definition and prosecute or just overall, you know, reprimand people for their wrongdoings. So to answer my question, um, I did a little digging um, through some notes that I had, and I found that the Republic, um, in which Socrates has various conversations and kind of kind of is on the search for um, a lot of answers. More specifically, uh, the question of what is justice and what does it mean to be just. Um, so if you're not familiar with the Republic, that's okay. Um, if you're not familiar with the so- with Socrates or Cephalus or the various other members on this book um that's totally okay too um i do want to give you some type of background um just so that you can better understand it so in the republic uh, socrates is a philosopher and he's a seeker of knowledge he wants to better understand this is our question that i'm posing um so he goes to three different people and the first person he goes to is named cephalus and he asks cephalus what is justice what is your definition of justice what do you perceive as just so Cephalus simply answers that justice is giving what is owed. Um, so this is known as an eye for an eye, um, restorative justice, which basically is that people should get what they give. And if they're putting evil into the world, that they should get back evil. And if they're putting good in, and etc. So following this conversation, Socrates then goes to um, Polymarchus. And Polymarchus um, says that Justice is the art which gives good to friends and evil to enemies. So it's similar to Cephalus in the sense of people should get what they're owed, but at the same time, um, this argument is not more so what someone's owed, but more so aiming at the fact that good is to friends and evil is to your enemies. So it's kind of relative to each individual in that aspect. So finally, um, Socrates goes to his third member about what justice is. And um, Thursday Marcus kind of answered this question about justice. And he says, justice is nothing else than the interest of the stronger. And I feel that that is very, very powerful. That justice, that he believes that justice is simply an element that enables the strong, the, the rich, the powerful... Um, to get across their interest. And this definition, it kind of spoke to me because it kind of opened up a lot of doors to understanding that a lot of people probably don't really take 
into account. So I'm going to be talking about this third point a little bit more just because I feel like it is very important. So asking you as an audience, how are we as Americans, how are we going to judge someone for achieving their form of justice when that's simply what people are owed. I mean, if you feel that justice is not owed to each individual, then, you know, that is your prerogative, that is your choice. But I care to think that justice is something that everyone should enjoy, something that everyone should not be afraid to get. I mean, we see so many people across history, um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, just for the civil rights movement, how these people felt that justice was equality, how African-Americans or people of color should not be suppressed, should not be oppressed from the same things that the white men are doing. So in that sense, I guess Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were being unjust. Is that correct? I mean, that probably sounds insane to some of you saying that, you know, these civil rights leaders are some of the most unjust people. It's, it's very relative. Now, if we were living in the time period of 1965 and we are, um, you know, white men, um, some white women as well, I'm saying white men because the, this, this was the social construct that um, was relevant at the time. So if we were white men living in this time, um, people like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, all of these people are extremists. These people are unjust. They're doing things that they should not be doing. Looking at it from a perspective of 2019, we can, we can infer that Malcolm, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, um, we can confer that these people were achieving some form of justice. So why is it that justice is so relative to the individual? Now, I'm not really looking for a one clear-cut answer because I feel like this is something that can break open a very powerful dialogue and it's something that I want to bring to other people but I really want you to think about this following this shooting following these shootings um, the Walmart shooter I see a lot of people speaking on the behalf of repercussions saying that this shooter of Walmart should be sent to death that they should get the death penalty and Reading a few articles, um, it is hinted that he will, they, that the prosecutors will be seeking death penalty for him. So my question to you is, if this shooter is unjustly killing Mexicans, why is it just that the federal government or the government in general kills this person? How is killing wrong in one instance and just in one and another and another? I, I just I just simply cannot fathom how elusive justice is. Opening another door, if justice is so elusive, how can we really expect a people, America, how can we really expect America to stand behind something that is so unclear? It becomes very, very difficult for want to say something is just and something is unjust. And that's why we have our courts. So we have our judges, our lawyers arguing on behalf of 
um, these alleged criminals, alleged, alleged um, sex offenders, whatever it may be, but it comes down to the ruling of a singular person, a judge. Now, yes, while we do have um, juries and that is a, a different um, type of justice in that sense, but more specifically talking about judges and how these judges are really in control of what justice is, I'm going to ask you, do you feel that one individual has the power, or should have the power, I should say, to determine what is just and what is unjust? I'm going to make this a little more, bit more personal, and um, I hope this doesn't really offend anyone because this is just a hypothetical, but I really, I really want to get you thinking. So let's just say that me... Let's just say that I killed a family member of yours. Now, I killed your family member. I sit trial. I'm eventually released. Your response is that your form of justice is to kill me in place of the family member that I initially killed. So the overall question is, if it was unjust for me to kill your family member... How is it now unjust for you to kill me? I'll be speaking more about this on a later episode, but I hope I gave you guys some type of food for thought and something to really think about. And I hope you do have questions and even comments about what your form of justice is, something that you see as beneficial, something that the American people should all get behind, or is it something that should be left elusive, something that should be argued with court with lawyers and other people advocating for you do you feel that justice is already concrete that there are clear lines what justice is and that ethics and morals should rule everything so i'm looking to hear back from all of you um, that are listening hopefully um, just to hear your thoughts and just develop my thought process a little more so thanks for listening i really do appreciate it um this is my first time doing an unscripted podcast so it might be a little shaky but I really did want to talk about this because it was really heavy on my heart and again my thoughts and prayers are with the victims of these shootings Um, but yes really just get back to me about what you feel justice is and how we as a society can really adopt one form of justice or several forms of justice that can be unilaterally learned and absorbed in a whole.